Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Hamill and Danny's Irish Outfield Road. Now, this is a little bit different. Again, this week, uh, what we're doing is we are currently recording this live in the middle uh, of the Spurs Liverpool game. Sadio Mane has just scored to put Liverpool up one. Get in so, <laughs> so we are going to be watching it. So we will be giving live reactions if there's any more goals going in uh, throughout this happening. Um, but yeah, but Jordan, that. Jordan, while we're watching this game, we're also going to be analysing what's been going on and what's going to be coming up in terms of Liverpool fixtures over the next week in this absolutely mental Happy Meal league that we're currently in that has a different person in first place every single week. So, <laughs> first of all, Amo, how's it going? What's been what's been going on? Well, I've been very little except for watching Sheffield United beat United yesterday, which is good. <laughs> they, they haven't won all year and they won't beat United. They were like... Who just won the league, so you know yeah. it's all good. <laughs> Apart from that, mate, very little. Um, it's been a very disappointing time um, as a Liverpool fan recently, um, and it's kind of like I think the only good thing about it is that as Liverpool fans, we're kind of solving these bad spells, and we haven't had one for a while, so we, we just reserve all that kind of um, go back into the memory banks of what it used to feel like to be a Liverpool fan. Yeah. So, but apart from that, just working away, um, working hard in the background. Um, We've got some very, very interesting guests lined up on the podcast. Mm. Um, I can reveal one of them now, um, which we've re- revealed on social media. Next week, we're going to have Liverpool's first ever black player, Howard Gale, going to be joining us on the podcast. Um, not too shabby record for Liverpool. He, he won the European Cup as well. So we're going to actually have a European Cup winner on our podcast. I mean, wow. So in the background doing that. Very much looking forward to interviewing him, Danny. I'm sure you are as well. Oh, yeah. It's going to be really good, actually. And obviously, 
it's easy enough to say that he used to play for Liverpool, he's an ex-player, but he's also still really involved in football now, uh, really involved in the Kick It Out campaign, and we're going to be asking him uh, about that, obviously because it's so prominent in the league at the minute, so it's going to be really good fun. Uh, I'm really looking forward to it, as well as the other guests that are going to be announced in the next few weeks. Yeah, you have to pinch yourself how, how, how things have progressed for us, but you know, long may continue. Um, and how are you, Danny? I mean, apart from your nerves being wrecked with this game of football, um, how are you? <laughs> I'm all right. I'm not too bad. Keeping calm enough. I think Liverpool are playing better than what we have done in the last few games. So looking forward to seeing how this unravels and hopefully we can keep up the, the level that we're playing at, at the minute. Um, but apart from that, I'm doing good. Um, one of the things I was thinking actually was the, I think we can't let it go by, that you have finally come into the 30s club, haven't you? <laughs> yes, um, I did, yeah. Um <laughs> It was a last a week and a half ago. Yes, I'm, I'm now thirty. Danny, so all these weird jokes that um, I've always said to you, ah, I'm not quite thirty yet. I'm, I'm the same generation. I'm like, well, not really, Danny, because you know I'm a little bit younger. But yeah, there I am in the thirty club. I'm feeling about forty. That's all I can say. Obviously, as a podcast, we couldn't let it pass by, could we? Like, although Thank me you. and Amber were having to socially distance and all the rest of it, we're in different. We're properly socially distancing, but about two hours away from each other. Um, but I, I couldn't let it just pass by. We have to do something to try and celebrate the fact that you've come into your 30s. So I want you to do me a favour, Ammo, while we're here on the podcast. And Ammo oh, no. knows nothing about this, and this is why his face is looking a bit odd, wondering what's going on. I want you to do us a favour and shout your missus and tell her that Danny shouted you. Oh, no. Like live on the pod right now? Yeah, yeah like right now. We're going to keep this in and everything. Oh, no. Right, OK. This is going to be really... Just so everyone knows, Leo, my youngest, is awake. And she's currently watching some kind of Netflix show and she doesn't like being disturbed. So, um, <laughs> yes, and Leo is currently crying. So I don't know if this is a good idea, but we'll soon find out. So what Ammo doesn't know is that Larissa oh, what's has going very, on? very kindly uh, been stashing a gift uh, for me for the last few days. Say hello. Well, yeah, that's my wee boy, Kyle Lewis, is giving me. <laughs> and, yes, oh, no, right. Thank you, Danny. I must look at this. Oh, no. <laughs> Leo, that's Leo's debut on the pod there, crying his ass out. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, no. Here we go. I've got the dog jumping over me. Oh, no. Right. Sorry. I'm really excited for this, right, folks? I'm going. I did I'm not, by the way, I did not expect this whatsoever. No, it's just totally oh. unplanned. I think Ammo didn't expect this on the pod. I had something, I had something specially made for him that I thought he might like. Uh, and Larissa wow, has been see. very kindly been keeping it for me for probably the past four to five days, um, waiting for this. And I said to her, "Wow, to it for me." And we were done wrapping on the pod. Football history told through new, newspaper headlines. Liverpool history, nineteen oh six. Wow, Danny, thank so, you so uh, so much. The and I've just opened. Book. I've just opened the page. Randomly, and it's Liverpool champion to the world. <laughs> <laughs> so it's wow. basically it's basically Danny, a personalized so book. It's all right, it's a personalized book from over the last number of years. Uh, really, the history of Liverpool, but told through newspaper clippings. So it's newspaper clippings wow. of Liverpool's history um, that I thought I'd get done for you as a bit of a special present for your thirtieth. So happy birthday, Danny! You absolute legend, mate. I've just seen a happy birthday, Ammo. Much love, Danny. You'll never walk alone. You are a hero. Thank you, Danny. My nerves are already everywhere with this game. We picked probably the best game in about 
Well, that's certainly this year. <laughs> and, um, and now you've got my nerves everywhere. <laughs> there you go. Danny, you absolute hero, buddy. Thank you so much. Um, and yeah, I'll, I will post a picture on, 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 the, on the social media pages and I thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> thank Absolutely you. You're welcome, my friend. Thought we had to celebrate in some way, and there was no way I could get you anything that wasn't uh, a Liverpool present. So, thought that'd oh, be a nice thing. Thought that'd be a nice thing to get to you for you to have a little look through. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> oh, what is? Well, we're going to talk a little bit about the games that have been happening. Obviously, we've got to bring ourselves right back down to earth and talk about the Liverpool United game that took place on Sunday past. Um, Liverpool playing very different to what they're playing tonight. Um, obviously, we discussed it, we analysed it with the two Johnnies who came on last week. Uh, what did you make of the game, Amma? What did you make of Liverpool's performance? What did you make of uh, how United played? Do you think that it was a little bit, a little bit of a, a result that maybe was a little bit favoured for them rather than what the game actually was? Well, first of all, the two Johnnies won't be back. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> if they're listening, no chance. <laughs> um, no, but not honestly. Um, what a start. Mo Salah, the goal was just vintage Salah. Um, if you didn't know the form that Liverpool at the moment and you've seen that Salah goal, you would be sitting there and you would be thinking, wow, this is vintage Liverpool. This is the Liverpool of old. Um, but see, as the game materialised, it just seemed like a game, if they got the equaliser. Um, it just seemed, as the game went on, um, that either team could have won. Um, obviously they went 2-1 up which was disappointing and Salah come back to make it 2-all um, one thing that really struck out to me is that, that the strength of the teams both managers really went for this game um, Jurgen Klopp had a bit of a let's say sketchy record in the FA Cup and I think he's realising that now and I think mm-hmm. right he's before it let's, I kept saying didn't I, in the last pod that we need to make a statement and um, you know I think we did improve the game like improving that game and I think now we're in the 75th minute spares and we're, you know, it shows that our squad isn't what it used to be with all the injuries. You know, we've had to bring Nat Phillips on there. And I don't really think Klopp fancies Nat Phillips and stuff. Um, but I think we did make that statement. Although we didn't win, we played well and it could have went either way. Um, notable performance in that game were obviously Salah. Um, I think what I think the biggest thing that we're missing, I think we've discussed it quite a bit, we don't have that player off the bench that can come off and, and make a difference, you know, like the Jota as such. Yeah. And uh, I think in that game, it was crying, you know, 20 minutes ago, bring Jota on, change the game. And that's just what we didn't really have. I know we brought uh, Shakiri on, which is sort of shocked that he didn't really start, to be honest with you. So for he's been like the wee bright spot recently. But uh, just one of those games where we definitely improved, um, but it could have went either way. I mean, what do you, th- what do you think, Danny? Would you agree with those kind of thoughts? Yeah, I think so. I can see why Klopp rotated. I think when you're in a position like he's in at the moment where Liverpool aren't scoring goals, aren't playing really well, where a lot of players are off form, you're just thinking to yourself, I want to change it up in the hopes that somebody will just spark something, in the hopes that somebody will just put a performance in that will just spark Liverpool to to get themselves back into gear and start playing the way that they have been in previous weeks. But, as you said, the players that came on, I think, I don't know whether it's just a whole squad thing, but we're just in one of those zones at the minute where we're just not playing all that well. Curtis Jones came on and really had a very uninspiring performance. Uh, James Milner is is consistent, he's solid enough, but he's not winning your games. 
Um, so it's it's difficult. And as much as I hate it, because I sing his praises all the time, as you know, but Mane has just been so off form, like since since the start of the year really uh, it's been so hard to watch in a lot of ways just making those decisions that you think to yourself if you were banging form you'd have just let that come across your body and smack it with your left into the top bin but he's taking that extra touch he's making that extra move because he just like done i suppose what we've always criticized arsenal for back in the day when they were playing poor and when they were starting to have a little bit of a rough patch is that arsenal were always renowned for the fact that they wanted to walk the ball into the net they were so so worried about missing if they take a 30-yard shot or taking someone on and just taking a swipe at it, that they had to only be able to walk the ball into the net. And that's what Liverpool are trying to do at the minute. They're trying to just get the easy tap-ins, to just try and get some sort of momentum rolling. Um, and it just it just didn't come for us. I think it's I think it's hard because I think Reese Williams is going to take a lot of the blame for that United game. And as has been said... Salah just threw on goal there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, it's close. It's, do you know what? It's just, this game is on a knife edge, the way that it's running, this Spurs game. As we said, we're going to be <laughs> intervening with bits of Spurs talk throughout this, but it is just on a knife edge at the minute. End-to-end game, which is amazing to watch. Yeah, I mean, I agree with some of the points you made there about Santa Walken. I mean, Burnley was a prime example, isn't it? You know, yeah. it was a disappointing result. Um, you could just see it happening. And I, I mean, we, we all knew that Burnley, that type of team, that could come and just get a result against Liverpool, and that's ultimately what they did. Yeah. You know, they waited till the 85th minute, they got the pen and boom. And then against United, I see, um, I've seen the slight improvements, but I think you're right in what you're saying. It took like two bits of kind of brilliance from Salah. Um, and we still missed plenty of chances, but isn't that the story of Liverpool, like the last maybe eight to ten games? Mm. We all, Liverpool always create chances because we've the best, probably the best one from three in the world, but we're just not finishing them. And it's great to see in this game that we've seen Mane score. Um, we've seen Firmino score. <laughs> and we've seen Salah score, which is actually really, really good. Do you know, that's something that... Sorry, no, we haven't seen Salah score. We've seen Arnold score, but Salah has been scoring, but we've seen Firmino and Mane score in this game. So it's good. Hopefully, maybe the prediction has come right and Salah does score. But um, <laughs> we need the front feet to start firing again. Um, I think yeah. that's... Everyone knows that. It's not rocket science. It's that when Liverpool front feet play well, we win games. Yeah. And uh, the defence actually hasn't been too bad. It really hasn't. You know, that's where our injury woes have been and we've still got them. Like We've had to bring Nath Phillips on a half-time and in this game. But um, as long as they're from three, it's fine. Or at least two of them, if not one of them in these tight games, we should have a decent kind of finish to the season, I hope. <laughs> mm. And I think that's right. I think, do you know what? One of the good things that did come out of that United game, which people have commented on, is the fact that... Firmino seemed to have inspired a little bit of form out of himself. He started off really, really poor. He missed a couple of really sloppy balls. He overtouched it at some point. He took a long touch. He was giving the ball away. And then he suddenly just started doing what he used to do, chasing balls down, fighting for it, coming out from that number number nine position and coming and winning the ball back. And that first ball through to Salah for the first goal was top quality, classic old Firmino. And everyone was was buzzing with it. And he's inspired that little bit of form back into himself, which has got him, obviously, the starting lineup in the Spurs game and the goal that we're going to talk about a little bit later on. Um, yeah. That was a good thing that came out of it, at least. Yeah, I mean, the thing about Bobby Firmino is that like, I have been one of his biggest fans, as you have. And um, he has been the easy target. When you look at a team that are, that are world-class players 
And you look at a front three that have just been scoring for fun over the last two and a half, three years. When things don't go right, as football fans, we're fickle, aren't we? And we all try and pick someone out. And it only takes maybe one person to say something about Firmino, as I just see him play a brilliant ball and school school past the boy there. Um, he was just the easy target, I think. And, uh, you know, the thing about Firmino is, I think, his contribution to Liverpool's team. Um, just as we speak, Gareth Bale's coming on. Um, last time he played against Liverpool was a Champions League final. So he's got good memories. I hope he doesn't come on to haunt us. Please, God. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the thing about Firmino, he, he has stepped up recently. Like he scored here today. I predicted that he would score here today. Um, and yeah, I think when he plays well, Liverpool tend to play well. That's kind of how. Think you know it's kind of worked over the last few years. There's been plenty of games where you know it's been four nil, three two, two nil. All these score lines and Salah and Mane have been scoring, but Firmino creates a space. He plays little balls in behind. He holds the ball up well. The little flicks, the vision. I think when Firmino's on fire, I don't think he's a better player technically in Liverpool's team. Mm. But as I say, because he doesn't get the amount of goals as the other two boys, he is the easy target, I think. But yet that ball he, he played through was delightful. If that was an Aldo or Messi. The world will be going nuts. And that that it just goes up. But then the confidence of Salah, I think the one bright spark out of all these games is Salah never seemed to lose his confidence. He just backs himself every time. It's where I think when you mentioned Manny, I think he's gone through a little bit of crisis of confidence. Does that make any kind of sense to you, Danny? Yeah, yeah, it does. And I think I think that's kind of infected the rest of the team as well. I think Firmino's going to get a lot of stick, as you've already said. I think... When you when you don't score too many goals, because we've always known Firmino's not an, an impeccable goal scorer. He's not getting you 35 goals a season, but he helps Mane and Salah to be able to get the goals that they've got. And as soon as we dry up slightly, Firmino's gonna get all the attention that it's like, why isn't he scoring goals? Why isn't he getting the goals that need the teams needing? Um, and we are going just through that little bit of a crisis at the minute. Um, just to give that little bit of a stat, you said Bale's just come on for the Spurs game. The last time Bale, as you said, played for us was in the Madrid final um, when he came on as a sub and scored two goals against us. Um, so, so as I said, if that happens again, we're in a bit of a nightmare situation here, but I think Bale isn't the same player he used to be. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, um, for people that don't know, we actually watched part of the United and... Sorry, part of the Liverpool and Burnley game last week in the podcast. And uh, we had to kind of put our professional heads on because... It was late on and we were trying to doing something similar to this, but we had the guests set up and stuff. So we said to the other boys, we said, uh, if anything happens in the game, don't say anything. <laughs> and I thought to myself, oh no, and then Burnley scored. And then boys were laughing their heads off and I thought, oh no, I don't like this. So when Danny kind of said, well, we watched this game and uh, you know, do the pod, I was like, oh, this hasn't bad well in the past. But we've got seven minutes to go with 3-1 up. And um, I've just seen Alisson dink the ball over, over a striker's head for the crack. So let's, let's hope that it's, it's a good day for Liverpool fans. Or Gino and Alvin's just done a wee um, pillow turn there. So I think life's good <laughs> at the moment. I know, we seem to be getting our confidence back. But in terms of the United game, do you think, do you feel sorry for the likes of Reese Williams? Like people are going to give him a lot of stick because of that game and the way that he played. Obviously, the, that miss kick, the, the let Rashford through. Um, he's going to get a lot of stick for that. And do you think that is a little bit harsh, really, because he's kind of been thrown into the Premier League here. Uh, Jürgen Klopp was never going to start him this early on, was never going to play him for this type of consistent run. In a normal season, he would have never started that United game. So do you feel a bit sorry that he's getting criticism that I he's mean, been you getting do. this week? You do, but I mean, I said it on social media afterwards, and I think we were discussing it um, in various WhatsApp groups and stuff, is that in most years, 
Rich Williams would be, you know, playing in the League Cup against League Two teams, and he'd be coming on to make the odd minute appearance or so in the Champions League, like what he'd done this season. Yeah. And we were all joking. Um, but we threw him in against United because we had to. There was no kind of the simplest that our squad is just so you no. Know, so drawn out and de- defensively, which astonishes me that we're not looking for centre back. I just don't get it. You know, the Socrates was linked and he went to somewhere else, and we've been, li- been linked with Lovren, we've been linked with Cody. I don't know what it is, but I think whether it's Klopp, whether it's a transfer, transfer board, or whoever it is, but just doesn't seem to be looking for centre back. I don't know. They may shock us. Who knows? But honestly, it just goes to show why Henderson started at centre back um, against United in the league. And it just goes to show why tonight he starts Henderson centre back. He just isn't ready. It's simple as that. He's 19. He's okay. He's had a couple of fairly decent appearances and performances when the whole team have played well. But he's just not ready for a game like that. And I think as soon as he made one mistake, his kind of head went a little bit. And uh, it was just a shame because if we won that game 4-3, which you could have easy, you wouldn't be chatting about that now. Yeah. But we didn't. We lost it and he, you know, we messed up a couple of times. And um, you can't blame the kid because he really should be... No, we keep making these jokes about him being on loan at Kidderminster last season. But really... You know, he should be on loan at maybe a League One club mm. you know, or playing in the under 23s. Um, just saying this as a uh, Divock Origi's about to come on against Tottenham, clearly make it clearly score a hat trick because everyone <laughs> knows football, football, Origi is nothing, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I felt to be honest with you, Dan, Danny, I just felt sorry for him. How could you not feel sorry for him? You know, it's it's just I've seen the we. Memes going around on social media, you know, when you when you, when you order Van Dyke off Wish, you know, this is that's what you get. It's <laughs> but uh, I mean, at the end of the day, um, he can only improve, and uh, I think he's got every all the qualities in his in his game. It's mm. just the experience, you know. How do you get experience unless you make mistakes? You know, if you go back to all the great defenders over over, over the the course of our kind of generation, watching football, Carragher, you know, Hippier, um, even back in the day, John Terry, Guy Neville, you know. They all made mistakes early on, so let's not get too hasty. It was a disappointing day. It's been a disappointing period, but it looks, as we're live on the, the air now, it looks as we're overcoming it, and hopefully we'll get a few players back, because it's disappointing that Matty been up injured tonight, and uh, hopefully we can start bleeding him in again. I mm. hope. I hope. Hopefully so. Hopefully so, and I think you're right. I think it was... He was never going to be starting. Reese Williams wouldn't have been starting those games in a normal season. It's going to be great for his season. It's going to be great for his career, the fact that he's getting these opportunities. Um, but you just hope that, that those types of games and those types of mistakes doesn't dampen his confidence to the extent that he maybe doesn't have the career that, that he's hoping to have. I think he's he's got a lot of unnecessary pressure on himself, and I think he's got a top career ahead of him to be playing as well as he has in the games that he has played in. Um, and let's just hope that he can keep his confidence up and see this for the opportunity that it is uh, and not just think about that mistake or what's going on uh, in terms of things like that. But as you said, we're out of the FA Cup now. Not for one to try and. I think Klopp really did put a good team out and he really did try and win the game, um, but it just wasn't our day on the day. So our focus is obviously on the Premier League and coming up on Sunday, we are going to be playing West Ham away. West Ham are banging form at the minute Lying. Um, I know like David Moyes like what is going on um, suddenly getting the best out of those players playing really really well West Ham and we've got to play them away at their ground where they are playing just unreal at the minute how do you see that game panning out for Liverpool Liverpool are going to be going into it with a little bit of form a little bit of 
Um, a little bit of motivation after this Spurs game, I think. Um, so what do you make of the game? What do you think is going to happen in this West Ham game? Because West Ham, obviously, are going to be thinking to themselves, they've got a real chance of pushing Champions League football this year. Um, so do you think it's, well, no, it's Danny, not going to be an on, easy relax, one? Relax yourself, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> you never know this um, season. <laughs> yeah, well, that that's, that's a very good point you make. It's just the, the craziness of the season. I don't think West Ham have particularly been amazing. Mm. I just think the, the, you look at West Ham, and I've w- watched quite a bit of West Ham this season, and I don't know why or how. It's just the way things have worked out with spare time I've had and stuff. And um, I've become a really massive fan of De- Declan Rice. He really is. I remember like him get, getting headlines a few years ago. You know, a few of the Irish listeners might not be happy when he switched to alliances from Ireland to England, and it was a bit of a shock decision. He was only nineteen twenty, and um, you know, why would you do, be doing that? Because you know, you might never get capped by England, and I think he made. And a pain for Republic of Ireland, you know, in a friendly and stuff. But he's a he's, he's a great player, and you just watch him. And I think I'm learning off to like some your Mark Nobles and stuff. And they're a solid team. They're just one of those teams that just they're well drilled. Moyes has got plenty of experience. You know, we we made jokes about in the past, but you know, he's he's in the category. Your Sam Allardyce and your Steve Bruce's. They've been there, they've seen it, they've, you know, they've done it. As long as we've been watching football, they've been managing in Premier League, so it stands for something. And they've got a good backroom team. They've got the likes of Kevin Nolans and Stuart Pearce. We've both been managers in their own right. So all I can say about West Ham, you know, they're a quality team, well drilled, but I don't see them being anywhere near top four at the end of the season. And it's a game that if Liverpool have any aspirations of kind of turning the corner, like we have today against Spurs, it's a game that we need to be winning. You know, no, no none of this not getting beat. We need to be, yeah. we've, we've beaten Spurs A3-1. It looks like we're going to see the game out, thank God. We have to be beating West Ham. Um, but again, this season, it's one of these games where we could easily easily get beat. Great defending there by Nat Phillips, to say anyone that's listening to the pod and watches this, uh, watch this Tottenham game, Nat Phillips is just, what a quality header there in the 90th minute. Yeah. Defending that you'd appreciate, Danny. Yeah, right um, over the top of Son's head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't appreciate that type of defending, but you would look at James Miller, the, the, the workhorse. I'm really happy that we've actually recorded this, watching this now, it's filmed. But yeah, West, back to West Ham. We have to win the game. It's just that simple. Um... But it, it all comes down to one from free turn up. I don't really think it matter, matters like who they play and who they players are. You know, it's it's just it's whether Liverpool from free turn up, and it's it really is that simple. I mean, what's your thoughts on the game, Danny? I think I think Liverpool are going to struggle in the game. If I'm honest, if we carry on with our recent form, I think it is going to be. I think it's one of those games that we can either end up with a nil nil draw end up losing it 1-0 or end up riding it out like 4-5-0 or five nil again, like the Crystal Palace game. West Ham have been tight. You look at their last like four Premier League games, they beat Everton away 1-0, they beat Burnley at home 1-0, they beat West Brom at home 2-1, uh, and they beat Crystal Palace away 3-2. They're all tight games. Yes. West Ham are a team that are sitting in two bags of four, and that classic, like what we've been done by, by Burnley and by West Brom and all the rest of it, is, is that... That horrible two bags of four and West Ham are the type of team that are happy enough to say, come at us, just come at us and see what you can do. And Liverpool, as you said, if, if our front three aren't firing, if our front three aren't on top form and if the boys behind in midfield aren't putting in a contribution and even taking shots and things like that, uh, I think we could really struggle. And it's, it's so it's going to be an interesting game. As you said, they've got pace on the attack. Um, so West Ham do have that that chance of being able to just punt that long ball over the top and have the likes of Antonio running onto it and different people like that. And I, I think we could 
struggle a little bit, but I think we've got to try and get the easy the that sort of first goal and get in there quick and try and get the win. As you said, it's we're at the stage of the season now, going into the start of February, we're at the that stage where we just can't lose. We can't afford to yeah. lose this game and we've got to be getting points on the board to be able to catch up with the likes of City, who at the minute are what? Six, nine points clear of us by the time we're playing this game. Um, yeah. so it's, and it's we've got City coming in a few weeks as well, which is, you know, that'll be a key game. Um, but yeah, I think, as you're right, Danny, we've had an awful Christmas. It went as bad as we could have feared. Hopefully this result tonight has changed our fortunes a wee bit. Um, another way shout out to Declan Rice. I think he, he could be a perfect replacement for Jordan Henderson in a few years to come. Um, but yeah, let's hope that we do. But let's just win. Forget the performance. Forget what happens. Be nice to play well. Be nice to score goals. But it's just about winning. It's like we're, we're probably going to discuss in a wee while Brighton um, after that. But um, it's just about winning, isn't it? It's simple yeah. and, and clear. And uh, I don't think anyone listening to this needs you know to listen to us boys tell, telling you guys it's all about winning. But it really, really is. And um, all I can say is the full squad's going to be used because these games, whether we're in the FA Cup or not, still coming thick and fast. Champions League around the corner, Danny. It's yeah. just... You know, and I can just see Nat Phillips come on there half time, which you mentioned a few, ta- few times. Jurgen Klopp didn't want Nat Phillips in the squad, but we're being forced to use him. You know, Origi was a gunner, but we're being forced to use him. So, um, James Milner, we love him. You can't say nothing bad about James Milner, but I think this is the third or fourth game he started in the last like eight or, t- eight, eight or nine days now. It's mm. really, really, it's, it's becoming really tight on the pull now. So, I think it's just about winning and how we do it, it doesn't matter. So, this mentality that we've mentioned over and over and over and over again on the year clock, let's hope that it counts or something. Yeah. And we hope so. As you said, we've got to get points. And it shows the amount of games that are coming up and the amount of games that are happening by the fact that we're watching this Spurs game on a Thursday night before this podcast goes out on a Friday. And by the time we release our next podcast on the next Friday, we'll have played West Ham and also played Brighton that we've got to play on Wednesday. And we talk about points. Brighton are right in the mix of a relegation battle there. They're in there with four or five (laughs) other teams and they know that at this stage they've got to pick up points. And they've had a few that are a little bit of a hit and miss at the minute. Obviously, losing to Man City 1-0, drawing against Fulham and different things like that. So they're a little bit hit and miss in terms of what they're doing to show up. But they're going to be up at Anfield on Wednesday. How How do you see that game going? Again, Danny, it's just an absolute must win. It doesn't matter who to, you know who we who we start or whatever. And there's no doubt there'll be squad rotation. Um, it has to be, but it's a game where we just have to win. And to be honest with you, if we're not beating the likes of West Ham's and Brighton's, um, we've no chance of winning this league. You know, this win tonight's a big win. Mm. But um, I say that now as sun's nearly through. <laughs> this, I'm going to safely say there's 15 seconds left. And Genie Van Alden has just dinked it over uh, Gareth Bale's leg. So, oh, sorry, yeah, he's getting picked up by Gareth Bale. So, yeah, I can safely say we won this game, but we need to win the next few games. No point in going to beat Spurs now and um, and getting beat by West Ham or Brighton. You know that isn't that just? I think it's 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 obvious. But when it comes to Brighton, they have got some dangerous players. To like see Danny Welbeck, obviously Adam Lana. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's a young boy, and his name passes me. I think it's Trossard on the wing. And he's just an app. He's one of these players that just he just runs at you, mm. and um, it's a dangerous team as well. They've, they've got quality. They wouldn't be in. They wouldn't have been in the Premier League last five six years if they haven't got quality. Um, as I see, let's see if Mourinho and Jurgen Klopp see. Oh yes, they have. They hooked. Even they actually hooked. <laughs> um, but yeah, we've won tonight. Thank God. Um, 
how do I see it going, Danny? I'm going to go for a prediction for West Ham first of all. I'll probably, I'll probably say 2-1 to Liverpool. And for Brighton, I think that could be the game where we just start rolling again. And I'm going to go, I'm going to be confident and I'm going to go 4-0. Um, I think we, we, we've got through Spurs. I think we're going to get through West Ham and I think Brighton are going to catch us at the wrong time. And uh, I'd love to be sitting this time kind of next week, Liverpool back in the title race. And I think then we have City, if, I'm, if correct me if I'm wrong. Yep. And um, bring it on. That's all I can say is bring it on. How class would it be if we get another two wins, get the six points in the bag, minimum four. Don't get beaten the two games, at least, you know, minimum four. And uh, bring on City, that's all I can say. Um, what, how do you see the Brighton game, Lenny? Yeah, I think similar to yourself. I think we've said this throughout the season with the way that the league's going at the minute. If you can get yourself on a bit of a run of form and a run of games, you can put yourself right in the middle of that title race. And I know I said in the last podcast, I think that Liverpool are probably a little bit too far gone at the minute with the injuries and with the games that we've lost. I think we're probably a little bit too far gone to win the league. But in the strangeness of what this season's like, you just can never say never. And as you said, if we can win this game tonight like we have done against Spurs, if we can win against West Ham and then we can win against Brighton. We play Brighton on Wednesday and then we play City on Sunday. So the games are so quick that if we can get a run of form and a run of momentum going into that City game and then beat City, we are right back in that position to be able to take it. So as you said, I think this week between now and next Sunday, these are games that we have got to win and we've got to dig deep and we've got to try and get the points because we're not only playing teams like Brighton where we where we should be getting points and should be getting the three points off them, but we're playing teams around us. We're playing your Spurs, we're playing your Cities, we're playing your West Hams. We need to be picking up those points so that we can start to generate a bit of a gap and generate a bit of a springboard where we can go, okay, we can see here how we can potentially still get this and still win it. Um, so yeah, I think it's a it's a must win game. Brighton, as you said, don't take nothing away from them. They've got some great players. They've got Dunk sitting there at centre back. They've got Pascal Grow uh, sitting in the midfield. They've got Maupay uh, up front uh, and Trossard, as you were saying before. They've got some really good players, a lot of speed. Um, but at the same time, I don't think it's anything that Liverpool can't handle. I just think we've got to really dig deep. We've got to get ourselves out of this slump, and we have got to just try any way we can just be getting that ball over the line and getting points. Would you argue, Danny, that now like a great performance against United could have went either way? Just a few silly mistakes. Got come went 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 away to Spurs here tonight now and schooled them. Um do you think would you argue that that's coming out the bad run of form and you think that, you know, six points against West Ham and Brighton, that's us out the bad spell? Would you argue that that and then coming into City, boom, that's what exactly what we need, isn't it? Yeah. I think like with anything, you need a run of form. And I think, as you said, Salah scored two against United. We've had Mane and Firmino score tonight. They're looking that little bit more confident. And if we can really put in a performance against West Ham, I think then we can start to say, right, we're coming out of this now. We've got our chance to be able to um, go on this run. Because the front three are starting to look good. As I said, Firmino against United really pulled a performance out of the bag. Started playing those great through balls. So he's starting to come out of his slump. Salah's getting goals. Mane's got goals tonight. And I think we just need that little bit of a run. I think if we can do that against West Ham, I think it puts us in such a great position to come out against Brighton at home and really put to bed that that loss that we had at Anfield. Um, and then go into this City game all guns blazing. And let's just hope that we can 
get this run of form and by next Sunday we're sitting there right back in the title race having jumped a load of people that are really close to us uh, and put ourselves back in the game which I think is what is what we need really Well that's in a crazy season it was bound to happen we've had our awful run of form now we finally got the win our first win in seven um, and yeah I just think that now let's, let's move on and let's hope that West Ham and Brighton without sounding too patronising towards their clubs you know formalities because they have been over the last couple of years, but let's see, let's see, let's hope because <laughs> stranger things have happened. They say we've been beating Anfield now, and we've had the poor results. We've been beaten by Burnley, and you know, disappointing results against Newcastle and West Brom. So let's just hope that the likes of West Ham and Brighton don't become within that kind of cluster of teams that have taken points off Liverpool this season. Yeah, let's hope so. And as we said, in a season where absolutely anything can happen and everyone has been on a run of bad form at times, City had a run of bad form, United had a run of bad form at the start of the season, this is just Liverpool's slump. And let's hope they can pull themselves out of it and really give it everything in these last few months to be able to have a good go at the league and also the Champions League as that starts to come up as well. Now we're going to have a quick break. Um, So we're going to have a quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to analyse this Spurs game that we've just watched uh, as well as telling you a little bit what's going to be happening over the next few weeks. Thank you so much for listening to Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. Welcome back to Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. Well, that was a a very different first half of the podcast, Danny. I suppose what we're going to do now to kind of wrap up in the last 10 or 15 minutes is, is analyse the Spurs game that we've just watched um, and also go into a little bit more detail um, about how Howard coming on next week. Yeah. So first of all, I have to ask Danny, what's your reaction to like this slump coming to an end? We've just beat Spurs 3-1 um, in their own stadium and uh, we've just seen Flaminio and Manny get on the score sheet for the first time in ages. Um, what's your initial thoughts? I think it's a very different feeling to how we felt last week on the podcast, which I think listening back on it, because I always try and listen back to the podcast when it goes out on the Fridays, was probably the most depressing end to a podcast we've ever done because we are so gutted about us losing to Burnley. And I think this week it's kind of chalk and cheese from that. The pool for me put in professional performance. He was a lot more confident in that game. And as I've said before in other weeks, one of the things you can always rely on, no matter what, whether even whether it was to losing to United uh, in the FA Cup uh, or whether there's any other time when we've gone through different slumps and when we're not playing that well, one of the things you can always rely on is that Liverpool turn up in big games. And there's, <laughs> there's no denying the fact that they've done that tonight. They turned up against Spurs. They looked ready to go. We didn't really have that much of a blip. The Hoiberg goal was unreal. Like, there was no way, in form, out of form, there's no way you're stopping that goal because it was quality. Um, so I think it was a good professional performance. I think we're starting to see a little bit of the dynamic of the team and where things need to change. Once injuries come back, there's been all this talk, and you can tell me what you think about this, but just from my analysis and from watching over the last couple of games, there was all this talk when Thiago came in they're like, what are we going to do now with Fabinho? Like, because Thiago's come in, he's going to take his space. For me, Thiago is an amazing... He reads the game so well in terms of passing, but he reads the game so poorly in terms of tackles. For me, he just throws his leg in anyway. And I think he was a red card waiting to happen tonight. And if it wasn't for the fact that Liverpool got the goals and were able to settle down, 
I would have been wary of whether Thiago was going to see the 90 minutes out. He was just throwing his legs at challenges, hoping for the best. He gets muscled off the ball by everyone. Um, and for me, I don't think he's a number six. For me, he's a number 10. For me, he is an advanced version of what Coutinho was when he was at Liverpool. And I think when Fabinho comes back in, I would rather have a Fabinho and Henderson with Thiago sitting in front rather than having a, a Thiago sitting back and maybe even moving Fabinho into centre-back. I, I can see that dynamic of sort of the Van Dijk and Gomez, Fabinho and Henderson, Thiago sitting in front, sitting just behind our front three. But I don't know what you think. It's an interesting point, Danny. Um, I thought he played quite well tonight, but I mean, the challenge he went rash in the first half was awful. And at one stage, we had Hendo and Phillips at centre-back. Phillips got yellow card after like 10 seconds of playing. <laughs> then Thiago got yellow card as well. I was like, oh no, this is, you know, he is only a, a challenge away from getting sent off. And he, he did commit a few fouls after getting the yellow card. I think the thing about Thiago, now we haven't seen a great deal of him, but his reputation you know, precedes him. I think mm. he's a neat footballer. Yeah, I think he's very much... You can see a pass at the eye of a needle. I wouldn't think he's anything like Coutinho, but I do see what you're saying. If we have a fully fit squad and we assume that one album's on his way, um, yeah, you're going for Bino Henderson and Thiago probably slightly in front of them more, maybe to the left or to the right, but you know, you give him a bit more assurance. But I, th- I still think it's hard. I know he's 29, I know he's established he's won everything, but there's still, they're still a bit of time here to adjust. And I think we'll see the best of him next season. He's only 29, 30, he's still got a couple of years in him. Um, and yeah, I don't think it's fair to judge him just yet. Um, he has he is coming back from that injury that you know with Charles and um did too. Mm. But for me, I see what you're saying. I very much think he's probably a home player, you know, a player where if you you know you're playing the likes of West Ham and Brighton's funny enough, he's he, he's a great integral part, but when you play spares away, you know, look at this. I'm not saying Thiago isn't a certain starter on, on his day, but I think we had to play him tonight. Mm. What are the alternatives? Curtis Jones has probably played too much football. You know, Henderson's playing centre-back for being those out injured. Um, I think we had to play him tonight. And Milner had to play as well. You know, how many times over the last two years have we seen Milner come off the bench and do a job for 20 minutes in every position? But Milner's starting and playing 90 minutes there. Mm. I laughed there when we were kind of talking. There's Milner throwing his, his head on the line in the 92nd, third minute, 35 years of age. Okay, we know he's fit. Okay, we know he's got the experience and we all love him. But we also know that you've got to manage him. And I don't think in an ideal world, Jürgen Klopp will be playing James Miller for 90 minutes. So I think in a game away at Spurs, Thiago, it was needs must, we had to play him. Mm. So I think if you've got a fully fit squad, Thiago's a player that you can bring in and out and he'll do a great job. He's a neat, he's a neat, neat footballer. Um, and I think he has got an eye for a pass as well. But it's for me, Danny, um, I understand what you're saying. I wouldn't quite agree with you, but I think time will tell. And... Um, Let's thank God he's got that voodoo off his back now and not being not winning a little push yet. That's yeah. done understood right now. So yeah. Um but yeah, let, let, let me just kind of go on to like kind of the, the other points of the game. Um Manny got on the score sheet. You know, you're a huge fan of Manny. Yeah. Um Arnold got a goal, which you know he's always like likely to get the odd goal this season. Arnold isn't feared of having a shot. And then obviously Firmino. Um so what first and foremost, what do you think of Firmino and Manny getting on the score sheet? I was really glad because we started off in the first five minutes of that game and Ball came across the box to Mane. Normally, he's left foot, try and rifle it into the top bin. It's classic Mane. But yet, he took a touch, tried to take it onto his right, and then hit it over. And I just thought to myself, oh, it's going to be another one of these nights. 
where Mane just didn't look like he had the confidence in him. I thought he's he's just not going to do it. He's taking these extra touches. He's trying to walk it into the net and just more or less have an open goal. Um, but he settled into the game. I said Firmino again, first 10 minutes, just looked a little bit shaky. He was giving the ball away really easy. He was dropping back into that number 10 and then just like giving the ball away to Spurs. And they had a couple of chances. That's Son, a chance in the first half where he scored. Um, again, came from Firmino mistake up the pitch. And I thought to myself, these boys are just going to struggle again. But he settled into the game. Mane goal was, was a classic. Mane's back on form, comes across, left foot, rifles it, top in. And it's like, you felt that they'd come back to the normal rhythm again. Salah didn't get on the score sheet, but again, Salah had a really good game. He was opening up that play. And if it wasn't for Salah opening up the play on the right-hand side, Trent would never have been free to score the goal that he scored. Um, so I think they were grafting. They were doing a lot of work, and I think it was good. It, it felt like it was more the Liverpool of what we've seen over the last couple of years, which was which was nice to be able to watch. Yeah, and always good to get one over on our old friend Jose Mourinho. As I sit with the, with, with, the, with the football still on the background on mute, Mourinho's face. And I know he's, he's deflecting against his players because that's what he always does. I can almost guarantee that when the interview comes out, it'll be about the referee or about VAR or whatever. But it, this actually brings me on to another little point, you know, before we kind of talk a little bit about Howard. Um, the decision where the ball came up to Firmino, he was getting manhandled by Dyer. Manhandled. And they come off Ty's hand, hit Firmino's hand, went up the pitch, Salah scored a rocket. Like, what, 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 do you think decisions like that are ruining the game? Because before VAR, that would have been a goal. Like, I've always been for VAR, but when you look at decisions like that, so the referee give a free kick to Tottenham, the ball come off Dyer's hand, it was all over Salah. Mm. It then hit, sorry, it was all over Firmino. It then hit Firmino on the hand, which he couldn't do nothing about. He then, you know, Laid it off and Liverpool went and scored. What, what, what do you think stuff like that is ruining the game, or what's your thought on that incident, Danny? I think it's just getting to the stage, and, and we've turned around loads of times and said VAR's ridiculous and the way that they're doing it. It's just getting to the stage where it's you can't actually believe what's going on. Where you're thinking, where is the logic in that actual situation? As you yes. said, for it for it to not only be chalked off as a goal, and I can understand to a certain extent why the goal would be chalked off, but Surely, if they're going to chalk off the goal, that should be it. It should be right. It's a no goal or whatever. Um, Liverpool free kick. It should be a Liverpool free kick. As you said, Dyer's got his arms right around Firmino's chest. Uh, he's dragging him back. He's got hold of his shirt and it hits his arm and it bounces off his arm to hit Firmino's arm. And yes, 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 yes. If it's not going to be a goal, it's got to be a Liverpool free kick then. But yes. to give a no goal and also to give a Tottenham free kick for handball because it hit Firmino's hand after it bounced off Dyer's arm. You think to yourself, there's no actual logic in these decisions anymore. And we go back to when Liverpool played Everton a little while ago and the fact that the, the, whole, Van Dijk, the whole Van Dyke injury, and we think to ourselves, oh, well, Val look first and say, oh, it's the offside, so the offside is the prominent one, and then we just go from there without watching what happened afterwards and saying, is it okay now to just, as long as it's offside, we can just boot someone? It's exactly the same thing. It's like, well, if there's no goal, then it's got to just be given to the other team. And it's like, but it's logically making no sense now. And I've got to be fair and try and say that I also thought that the Spurs one was a little bit ridiculous as well. Just how tight they are making these offsides. And you see when you watch back that VAR decision, 
that they show Trent's arm and, and where his elbow is and they draw the line and then they zoom right in. And if you zoom in enough and you've seen when they zoomed in, the, the picture isn't exactly like perfect 8K optical resolution. You zoom in, it becomes a little bit blurred. And I would say that Son's foot was off by about three pixels. And it sort of like had this blurred grey area that looked like the end of his boot. So they put the line there and then he's offside by an absolute minuscule. And for me, it's just it's just getting a little bit illogical and a little bit ridiculous now. And it, it takes so long for these decisions to be made that it's just kind of ruining the game. Yeah, no, I understand. And just, just before we mention Howard, um, you were kind of asking me questions about Western and Brighton. So I went for a, a 2-1 victory against West Ham and a 4-0 against Brighton. Can I just ask you all we score predictions against West uh, for West Ham and for Brighton as well? Yeah. Um, West Ham aren't really scoring that many goals at the minute. And I think if with the form that we've got at the minute going into that game, I'm going to say 2-0 to Liverpool. And then Brighton, if we can be on that run of form and Brighton can come, I think Brighton will get a goal. I think they've got enough pace in them. I think they're, they're a good enough team that they will get. But I'm going to say Liverpool 3-1 in that game. I can see us really going for it now. Klopp knows there's points on the line and we need to get ourselves back in this title race. So, yeah, they're my results. I'm going to two Liverpool wins before the City game. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Well, that's very rare that we both agree. That's good. But I think the last couple of minutes of pod, we need to reflect now and just kind of Reach out to all listeners. So um, we know, we've discussed it a lot, and I'm sure a lot of people listen to this, you know, we've got listeners all over the world. We had Neil Mellor last season at the end um, of our season review, and it was an absolute honour and privilege. And by hook or by crook, um, a bit of background work, we've managed to get Howard Gale for uh, next week's pod, which is mm-hmm. just an absolute honour and privilege to have someone that is so, he's got history at Liverpool in so many ways, not just a European Cup winner, um, being Liverpool's first ever black player to wear the famous red of Liverpool. Um, obviously, Scouser lives in the city. Um, huge, huge access to kick throughout campaign. Um, and he, you know, he had a great career, played at um, a lot of clubs. Um, I just want everyone kind of reflect and think about questions that they would like to ask um, to Howard to, to make it a really worthwhile pod. And I uh, hopefully one of our best. I'm so excited for this. Um, and I know we've been chatting about it a lot, Danny, kind of off air and stuff. Um, how excited are you? And, and how do you think, from our personal perspective, we have to kind of pinch ourselves that we're, we're interviewing our second former Liverpool player next week. It's, just, it's a bit crazy, isn't it? It's just mad, isn't it? As we've said, we've alluded to it a number of times. We never thought in a million years when sitting there in a, in a pizza hut a couple of years ago, planning <laughs> to do a podcast that we thought that we ever thought that we were going to be interviewing Liverpool players. Like, I thought that that was the pinnacle last season, but it's just, it's getting better and better. And do you know what? It's down to the fact that I feel that we have an amazing fan base, people that support us really well in the UK and Ireland and all over the world. Um, And that's enabling us to be able to get the calibre of guests that we've got. Um, And yeah, it was just just two lads wanting to talk a little bit about Liverpool and, and get that connection of of where we're from and connecting with football as a whole um, as we both live away from the city that we love. So to be able to get someone like Howard who not only represents Liverpool, and we're really looking forward to talking to him about Liverpool stuff, but also represents football as a whole. And I think we've shown we we want to, we, we love football. That's what we love. And that's why we've had play, like lads on from different, support different teams and things like that, because we love the sport. We love the way that it makes you feel 
we love the the whole mental health side of it we love the inclusivity of it and how much it, it brings people together from all sorts of different backgrounds and races and and, and all sorts of different uh, social situations so to be able to bring howard on and talk to him about all that and he's got such an active involvement in football as a whole and it's bringing people together uh, it's, it's just going to be great to be able to interview him and get his insight into how he thinks football's developed over the years. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with all those thoughts, Danny, and I'm, I'm so excited. So I, I kind of, we haven't really done this before, I'm going to kind of take the next 30 seconds just to kind of plug our podcast to people all over the world. So yeah, me and Danny put a lot of hard work into this, you know, behind the scenes. And over the month of February, we're looking for a sponsor. So hopefully, if you're listening or you know someone that's listening, you know, we, we, we are both fully aware that a core group of our listeners are people that we know and people who live locally. And, um, yeah, we've got a few other things up, up the sleeve as well, but we, we do need a little bit of, you know, that financial kind of backbone to keep us going and, and to be able to keep doing things like this. So, uh, yeah, if, if anyone is kind of interested or knows anyone, <clears throat> please do touch base. Obviously, we've got the email address, I'm on Danny's um, feedback at gmail.com. And um, we'll put that up on our Facebook page. Um, and yeah, guys, just yeah, if you know anyone or think that anyone could help us out, please, please get in touch. Um, and yeah, so we're really excited. Things are going great. Um, it's been a great part. It's a bit different watching the match, Danny, and uh, seeing Liverpool kind of come out this bad run of form, hopefully. Um, and next week, it's just going to be unbelievable interviewing former Liverpool European Cup winner, Howard Gale. So in the meantime... Thank you very much, folks, for listening to Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.